0: Yo, what is going on everyone? Hopefully you are having a decent or a fantastic day today. My name is Drew Joyner. I am the host of the Beyond the Garment podcast. Some of you may know me as Drew What Do. And on today's episode, we have a spectacular guest. This kind of guest that I have on this episode is the exact reason why I created this podcast back in 2020. I love highlighting and featuring smaller, unknown brands and creatives who don't get that shine that I feel like they deserve. It's literally the number one thing that I feel like I do when it comes to creating value for others is making sure that the little guy, the smaller brands, get the attention that they deserve, that they duly deserve. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star review. If you want to connect with me or connect with The Conversation, You can do that on Twitter. You can at me on Twitter at Drew E. Joyner. Let's get into the convo. One of my favorite parts about what I do on this podcast is talking and learning about brands that are small from different parts of the world. Today, we not only have a completely underground brand, in my opinion, but upon my first impression of the brand and the creator and just all the endeavors that the creators involved in is incredible. Allow me the honor of introducing Rayleigh Mendoza of the founder of the brand I'll call you tomorrow and the kind of founder of the consulting agency Tomorrow Works. Hopefully the, you are the founder and that's correct because I have not double checked that but is that, is that the truth?
1: <laughs> it is it is the truth. It is the truth. Yeah, I'm the co-founder and do all the design and marketing for the brand/art collective I'll call you tomorrow or ICYT for mm-hmm. short. Um, as well as the consulting agency uh, tomorrow works tomorrow which works. Is kind of been like our umbrella as well
0: yeah super cool I, I love that aspect of like when you're starting out having this very kind of like it's a' it's, it's a little bit more developed than a lot of people who start out a brand who just want to create products. you have this kind of um, umbrella like even saying the term umbrella like for someone who you know I don't know how long you guys have been doing it but it's um, it's impressive to hear you talk about it in that nature <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. I appreciate it
0: yeah man but how, how are you doing how are you doing brother how, how are things for you i know you're in canada um, i am good
1: i'm good uh yeah kind of like you mentioned i'm i reside in edmonton alberta uh canada um so yeah midwest kind of up north uh it is i mean it's not snowing yet but it's always going to be kind of cold yeah um, other than that energy's been good cool. kind of had like i like to have like a slower kind of morning so um just excited to talk to
0: you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. I, you know, I love talking to um, North Americans, can- Canadians, especially just because um, it's one of the easiest kind of conversations for one culturally, especially being where you are, we're, we're in the same time zone. So it's relatively cold here too. Like I, I feel I feel that. <laughs> um, but also just like from a standpoint of like the art that's created the brands that come out of Canada, I feel like there's a very strong resonance with myself as someone who lives in the cold area, but a lot of Americans as well, which is super dope. So, but let, totally. let's, let's talk about, let's get, let's get into it, man. Let's start with the first question. Where, where are you from? Obviously you said, man, I don't know if that's where you're from, but what is your background and how is it like for you growing up as yeah. a kid? Cool, man.
1: Um, yeah, like, like I said, I'm from born and raised Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, I'm like my I'm Filipino my parents immigrated here like way way back now um but I'm from kind of like this area that's definitely not so culturally diverse basically like this little suburb I'm like a little bit more in the northern side of the city Mm -hmm. um and that definitely I feel like comes out in a lot of my work just because like I grew up I grew up in a bunch, like, basically in a neighborhood that just wasn't really that diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can see it in a lot of our work where we're kind of just, we do a lot of, like, community-focused uh, act, like, in the way we market it and pull do, like, events and even just the way we, like, present our product and editorial.
0: Right, right, right. And so you, you're saying it wasn't very diverse, So, but how would you describe kind of your experience as a kid growing up there um like were you Uh, you still involved with a lot of people and stuff or what i'm really
1: i mean like i'm i'm involved in the city but definitely not the area that i'm from Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. it's like it's it's a healthy distance i don't really claim it a ton it doesn't really claim me right
0: right 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 uh that
1: being said like for me growing up as a kid specifically i was maybe one out of five asian people growing up Mm -hmm. predominantly all kind of like upper upper class like suburban kids yeah. basically um on top of that i'm like southeast asian so like people didn't really know really kind of like how to put me in the box kind of thing yeah yeah um so it was definitely hard um like it just was it didn't really fit in uh, same time i would play sports when i was a kid outside of like my little area uh and play for like the different kind of like not full-on I, w- I wouldn't say like inner city but just like a more different kind of crowd mm-hmm, out mm-hmm. in a different area but it was weird because like I would play about, ba- like, I grew up playing basketball, but um, I would play sports with like Filipino and black kids, but they were like, ah, oh, you still kind of like go to the suburbs on the weekends, yeah. kind of, or, or practice that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're not really like quite like us, but at the same time, I couldn't really fit in with the kids in school. So I feel like I was always kind of looking for like a community to belong to. And then through kind of like creative work, we kind of just like,
0: Built that all up yeah I, I, I love how you built it up and one of the things that's interesting um about your experience and i feel like there's a there's a lot of experiences similar to that right and especially in the states as well um i'll kind of tell you the the being the other in any situation whether you're the other and you're asian you're the other you're black you're mm-hmm. other you're uh you know latino or latina or latinx whatever it may be um it, it can be hard when you're in a a culture scape that's dominated by a predominant feature or a predominant sect of individuals. So I totally understand that in in that sense for myself too. Like it was difficult Mm -hmm. to sometimes gel as well as you possibly could with the people around you because their value sets and what they pay attention to and what they look at and watch. And it's just different than maybe sometimes in what you enjoyed. And it, um, it's kind of freeing once you kind of grow up a little bit and be and have your own little circle find your own little bubble so that's really that's a that's a cool interesting distinction about you i obviously would have never known
1: <laughs> yeah and I, like i'm sure we'll talk about it more too but like i basically get to work with like my best friends yeah, like like, like cool kind answer. of what you said when you grow up in life or like essentially you can kind of find your chosen family and I definitely found mine. And awesome. It kind of all happens like that. Man, we all work together. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Super cool. Super cool. I want to ask you kind of your first moments with fashion, right? Because your brand um, sells fashion products, sells fashion merchandise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to tap into where that began.
1: Yeah. So basically, like, honestly, my journey with fashion kind of like essentially just starts from birth. Um, I come from like a pretty creative family, specifically within textiles. My mom is like a retired jeweler. My grandparents were like seamstresses and pattern makers when they immigrated from the Philippines. Uh, My sister still works out in the fashion industry in Vancouver. Um, And yeah, so basically I've been obsessed with like product and like fashion since I can basically remember. I, I have like very distinct memories of my family being like this, Telling me like this is a good design. This is this is like this is what makes good product. Awesome. Um, and then more formally, I guess like yeah, I studied uh, textiles and marketing in in university. And around that kind of same time, uh, I kind of got my first like somewhat of like a fashion job mm. um, as like the marketing manager for a brand that was here in the city um, and like kind of leading all of its like marketing initiatives down there. And it was based in Vancouver, so it would kind of like help me kind of like see what's possible and also just engage with like my community and stuff like that totally um and then yeah basically after university um i got an internship and i also did a stint in vancouver so i used to live there for like a couple years oh awesome so so i worked for a couple of brands and kind of interned down there for a little
0: bit too yeah vancouver is definitely a place i want to visit that's a sidetrack but um also the interesting part about that you said like it's always been a part of who you are right so it's kind of developed over time really interesting really cool and it's it's fun to to have that i want to ask you about like university and you obviously study textiles but why did you in addition to that decide to do marketing as well i feel like that's uh, i don't know how many people who are on the design side necessarily also dabble in marketing can you explain maybe your thought process behind that
1: yeah man so um in edmonton like especially within university it was like there. are it was the closest thing I could kind of like hack the system and figure out what our like closest thing to a fashion program was, which is how I found textiles. Yeah. Um, so it's such a weird, like the way I just like describe it, you're literally with like a microscope sometimes, like looking at like counting threads in a weave kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and But it taught me a lot, cut my teeth and just kind of knowing, you know, I can feel fibers and like take a look from patterns from across the room kind of thing. Um, but then the marketing side, I was actually always really interested in mm. as well. Like the business side of passion, how to like the strategic insights and how to like really like, you know, when we see something drop and like you have that like innate sense of like immediacy and cool factors, like how do you kind of like express that? Or how do you kind of like almost like create that? Mm. Um, and then funny enough, I wanted to do marketing first. Really? And to get into our business faculty, you, uh, you actually needed to do calculus and like and I honestly I took it twice, failed it. I was like <laughs> I <push> um, <laughs> found like the textiles way. And then that was like a backdoor for me because it was in the program they would let you take marketing as like an elective. Mm. Um, mm. So I would like I basically just like hacked the system and figured out, oh, I could like look at fabrics all day, and learn how to sew, and at the same time like be in the business faculty and like do marketing
0: projects. Awesome. That's super smart. Hack the system, everyone. That that's that's what you everyone needs to remember that line seriously (laughs) because you got to be able to um you know there was a line in a song i can't remember you got to be able to finesse a little bit a a little bit (laughs) if not not a lot of it yeah exactly um now one of the questions i want to ask you another kind of ad-lib question ray is uh we had a guest on a few weeks ago her name is day jones or not her but um day's name is day jones and um Day talked about basically she's a design student she's a graphic design student she or not she oh my god i keep messing that up but anyways they <laughs> talked about um essentially you know the value of education right mm-hmm. and for you i want to know kind of your opinion on this topic you obviously went to school where you 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 know sunk your teeth into what you did you got your degrees and your certifications all those things you took the classes For what you did, do you feel like a degree is necessary for someone to find that level of success? Um, whether it be creatively, you started your own, obviously brand in a marketing agency. Do you feel like the lessons you learned at university were essential to you becoming the person you are today within fashion and business?
1: Mm, I would say it's essential in at least how I personally approach it, Mm -hmm. um, just because I do have like kind of that formal training as well as like kind of that core foundation. Mm. That being said, man, like the funny thing about fashion is that it's like anything really kind of goes. Mm. Right. So like there's a million and one ways, like doesn't matter what road you take, you're probably still going to get to a similar destination
0: Mm.
1: Um, though. And like, even then I like in my education, I'll say like, there's definitely holes. Like I didn't learn, I didn't come up learning how to sew anything we would personally wear
0: mm-hmm.
1: it was a lot of like super traditional like I would go into a sewing lab and, like you're sewing like a hundred french cuffs on like a little sleeve today right and I'm never going to use this um and a lot of even like me with like photoshop and a lot of like the graphic design illustrator and adobe suite that was all after university right. that's self um like so it's not necessary though it definitely helps but, but all the information is definitely out there yeah uh, Got the
0: same internet is what i to say too yeah yeah very cool yeah a lot of people have that perspective like internet um the ability to learn it on the internet it's about the discipline right like do you have the discipline to to sit down and 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 do it because school gives you that structure like totally. you you do the homework you get a grade and that's a motivating factor right um but let's talk a little bit about your youth again I i want to know because like You said fashion has been a part of your kind of life for forever, it seems like. Were there, like, other brands or just, um, or individuals, like, whether they be celebrities or whatever, who inspired you or you looked at and you're like, this is dope, you know what I mean?
1: Um, Growing up, I was definitely, like, I was obsessed with, like, that early to mid-2000s, like, streetwear boom. Yeah. So I'm talking, like, I used to be, like, head to toe, decked out echo lrg <laughs> like baggy ass jeans like like a fitted hat like in some weird ti angle or something uh just like scouring carmel um so that's like the type of brands that i was really into and it kind of intersected with like hip-hop music and like i grew up playing basketball and stuff so even i was like really into like kind of that whole like culture and aesthetic um and then a little bit later on like in the same way that like we all kind of like matured out of like a weird like prototypical sneakerhead phase. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kind of got into a lot more kind of like Japanese brands or a lot of like Canadian brands were all coming up at the same time like um, like or even people kind of like nom de guerre which is kind of like the precursor or the direct influence of like what would eventually become like scream
0: right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and then I guess these days too like I, I look to a lot of brands uh, kind of like a Amy Leondor. I'm sure we're all big fans of the mm-hmm. same thing with like a Sushi, um 18 east is like one of my favorites Mm. Uh, and then there's a whole i could go on about like a whole list of designers like constantly just like obsessing over the work
0: i mean there's so much good work out there right and that's the thing oh yeah it's um it's incredible and i even and we'll talk about your 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 work with um i'll call you tomorrow because i think you guys are off to a really fantastic uh visual start and i think you guys will only grow that over time and you mentioned a lot of those brands, a lot of brands that also visually have a really do a really good job of creating a, an ethos and an identity around their products. I was actually talking to and I'll talk about MA Leondora at some point later on. But I was talking to a former employee at ALD
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh, he's a friend of mine who went to my high school. And he said, like, the way that almost ALD approaches what they do, they approach it more like a marketing company at times than an actual, you know, textile manufacturing garment fashion brand right right yeah yeah and so Um, yeah go
1: ahead i was just gonna say icyt is definitely a little bit similar in the sense of like especially uh look i'm sure we'll kind of get into it our origin comes from like events and so like experience-based stuff Mm -hmm. um so the way we market is actually based on a lot of just like essentially like a media company yeah Um, awesome and based on the experience and and that's why we spend a lot of time on um, we like we've been around for a couple of years now, and like honestly, this is our like the maybe first or second year that we've really taken the clothing really, really like primarily seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the experience and the community building always comes first for like the clothing aspect, and it definitely you can see that in like ALD, and That's definitely one thing that. You know, that's why I look to them so much. That's what sets them really apart. I would
0: say. Totally, totally. This is a perfect segue. Let's talk about uh, the, the brand. I'll call you tomorrow, or I C Y T. <laughs> yeah. i Y T. I'll call you tomorrow. What's the What's the origin story, man? You guys have been around for a few years. You just said, or uh, I, I don't know the origin story. I was immediately impressed by probably what the what the last, you know, month or two months you guys put out. Mm-hmm. Um, you and should. so. I'm excited to learn more. What's the, what's that origin?
1: Yeah, man. Um, So we actually started all the way back in around 2015. Um, And it was a lot different back then, but I actually met one of our co-founders. His name is Fab at a rooftop party. Oh, awesome. And like, it was the summer I got introduced to him and we just had like a really dope conversation. At the time I was like still working kind of like marketing job that I mentioned in university he was he's a dj um, and he was like playing a couple nights here and there we were somewhat familiar of each other but hadn't quite actually like intersected Um, and like right from the start we just were like we knew that we were gonna like end up working together we became like he's like one of my best friends Mm. Um, and during kind of even in that year I met a bunch of them who are now also like kind of my core friend and they're all good amount of them are all like photographers or musicians, DJs, or like just in general creatives. Uh, And we essentially wanted to create some sort of umbrella to put our work in in it. And I knew I wanted to work in fashion to some extent. Um, And I had like, was trying to cut my teeth with like marketing. So we like help set up like the infrastructure for all their like nights and Mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, Like even just like help them negotiate like, uh, like event deals and stuff. And that's essentially what became ICYT at that current iteration. And we worked primarily with, like I said, like events, parties, different art shows and stuff, putting on different um, events in the city. Um, and then we would kind of experiment with like merch along the way. Ah, I see. I still remember our very first like pop up, if you can call it was that it was like a, like a basement party in a club, basically. I love that. Um, and we sold merch out of a DJ booth. So like people would have to like <laughs> go up to the loud DJ booth and be like, "Yeah, can I get like a size medium and, <laughs> and like like not a good shopping experience at all. Yeah. Um, then fast forward a little bit. Once I was done university, like I mentioned, I spent a couple of years in Vancouver um, and we the group ended up kind of going on like hiatus while I was gone. Mm. And then literally right before the pandemic hit, um, I made the decision to come back just for like some personal reasons. Um, and essentially, I was just kind of like pretty burnt out. So I was like, "Oh, I want to come back home, kind of reset thinking I'd only spend like maybe like six months down here mm-hmm. back in Florida. Um, obviously that changed and the pandemic hit. Yeah. Uh, during that time, I like kept thinking to myself, I was like, I want to revisit ICYT. I have all this new kind of experience and like new ideas and how do I kind of expand our platform to use it uh, to talk about kind of social issues that reflect our community and our team, but also like create really good products that speak to the stories I want to tell mm-hmm. in the same way that like I really view our products um as almost like storytelling devices in the same way like a night is kind of like we're all talk- talking about like our the fun weekend that we had, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that also and, where the origin of the name comes from too that kind it of is, it is yeah.
1: yeah. Um so that's basically like and then yeah that's kind of like the second phase of what icyyp is now is so it's like a clothing brand and collective um, kind of running side by side
0: together. Yeah. That's very unique. And I like the fact that it comes from a genuine place. It doesn't, it like it feels, it like, feels like it comes from like a natural place where you and the people around you created wanted to create something that like represented one emotions and moments that like were special to you. And then also mm-hmm. like, like not just just quote unquote merchandise it, but also like create, uh, f- tangible products around that feeling, which is oh. like super cool. Um, random thought just came in my head, bro. Uh, I see YT. I'll call you tomorrow. It, like the if I think about, I'll call you tomorrow. Like the the just the words together, it just reminds me of the recent Tyler Crater Call me if you get lost, and I don't know I mean, why.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like it's it's in there. Right? Call and like even the way I was. Like I, I remember, Fab like he drew up like a couple of different names for us, and like even why I stuck with I'll call you tomorrow is like I just like the way it looks when it's written. Yeah, out, right? it's super dope,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it it just stuck. Yeah, it came up first. It was like almost kind of a joke. We like, just call ourselves like, I'll call you tomorrow, and then and then we just kept saying it. And I'm like, no, this actually just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's fire. It has a it has a good flow to it, and that's what I like. And um, I I say all that because I think Tyler needs to cut you guys a check. You know, <laughs> I think maybe some inspiration was pulled. I don't know. Not even the
1: check. I'll just take a consulting gig, man. I'll send it. I'll send him the invoice. Hey,
0: that would be dope. <laughs> that would be insane. <laughs> um, awesome origin story. Really cool. And so you guys have it started essentially 2015. Then right.
1: Essentially, essentially yeah.
0: 2015, and it's been going for since 2015, and now obviously there have been different ups and downs and moments with it, and. How would you describe kind of what it is now, like the products you create now, and what you're doing in 2021?
1: Now, essentially, like we're we're coming off of a pretty banner year. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> um, when we came back, or when I came back to the city, like we hit the ground running when we wanted to. Um, we came out with kind of a bunch of different like charity uh, t-shirts. We did a bunch of stuff with BLN. Um, all the anti-Asian hate stuff going on, again, because I wanted to use our platform to kind of reflect the issues that were important to our group. Absolutely. Uh, And then at the same time, we've come off a bunch of different kind of one-off special collabs. I mean, we came out with like a kid's collection earlier this past spring um, to like, so in general, the products itself, I've really been trying to expand the breadth of the experiences and products we can offer but still really remaining true to our like core vision of like community um, and community building and kind of like pushing the creative scene here at least forward. Um, and I mean, I don't know if you saw it today, but actually literally right before this, yep. we also announced our home goods collection. I was just
0: gonna mention so, that. <laughs>
1: yeah, so we're gearing up to launch that pretty soon, which is, I'm really excited. So we spent, you know, six to, around six months developing uh, developing it, rolling out with the first drop, which is all like ceramics. Wow. So,
0: incredible and you know what's amazing is that I uh, yeah I'm looking at the home goods post right now um beautiful like it just looks like something like that's much that's, that's very advanced and, and I feel like you guys deserve more attention that, that that's just the way I feel like I I'm a little bit baffled by the um I just feel like more people should know about it because it's being done at such a high level and being well done now with the the ceramics the the home goods portion of mm-hmm. it um it's interesting that you you've kind of moved and that's your next progression was it something that like when you 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 decided you want to do home do home goods six months ago and you're like okay yeah this is exactly what we want to do or like how is like the decision process how did you come to that understanding that home goods would be the next step or a good step for you and you know fall winter or where, whenever you guys come out with the kind
1: of like my one previous point where i said like all the best brands and i always refer back to ald for this it's like Mm -hmm. in my opinion all the best brands kind of create this like narrative or like cultural world right like or like conceptual world that they want to bring people into Mm -hmm. uh and like that's kind of the most advanced part like version of storytelling that i really strive for um and home goods has always been like one of those things where i'm like oh i want to expand types of stories we can tell and kind of the concepts that we can express through like environments and stuff like not just a hat but it's like it's the the things on your shelf Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and the idea and the kind of the whole process started actually well before the six months ago um because i think it was around last spring season we did a small batch of like custom developed incense. oh wow um and that was like a really personal project for me and our team because it was based on traditional asian like jasmine oh, incense. that is
0: so cool what
1: we're gonna bring it back at some point so
0: that is super cool
1: um so whenever we that, i'll definitely send you a little pack oh but, man um,
0: you have to i love incense
1: and like we we dropped it with a uh, like a little merch pack that's based on this like old hong kong love story movie called in the mood for love which is like one of my favorite movies but that seeded like the little idea like what if we did like a home goods line um, fast forward a little bit, um, we ended up meeting a ceramics actually from Calgary as well, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, we we've worked with a couple different people out there, yeah. um, and we really just kind of hit it off and saw things like that's what I really look for. Obviously, you can see it in kind of how I talk, where we see things very similarly, and it's super organic. And we're like, let's just do a bunch of like ceramics, and we I started pulling a bunch of references. It comes from kind of really natural, almost kind of like. Japanese esque kind of palettes and tones, but reinterpreted in a way that makes sense to us. Uh, and then, yeah, we're like finally, finally, finally pushing it out. Awesome. We were thinking about dropping this like last spring, but we we're like, no, we want it to like feel cold and cozy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's it, it's the best time of the year to have like incense, candles, blank, whatever it may be. It's just nice okay. to have those kind of things. Now, I want to ask then, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Oh, I was
1: just gonna say long term. I guess like home goods category is going to keep like expanding yeah. that. But just to kind of keep that world building.
0: yeah i love that there's there's infinite possibilities when you talk about home goods because you know home goods can turn into furniture can turn into shelves can turn into yeah. displays yeah. and way it can go crazy and that's the exciting part about it there's no finish line and that's good that's important that there's no finish line especially in fashion as long as you are staying creative and energetic there is no finish line i want to ask you um this is a question I should have asked a second ago. Um Edmonton. I wanna know mm-hmm. more about the the downtown area and just how how is fashion there? You know what I mean? Like are you pulling any? Because you mentioned a lot of and all of us pull from other parts of the world as well, but I think there's also something special about where you reside, what you see on a day to day, weekly basis. Is there is there like like how is it how is it there? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, we're definitely not known for our fashion. I'll tell you that. Yeah, to be honest. Um, like we're not Vancouver. We're not Toronto. Um, and I've spent a lot of time in both of those cities. But in in a way, it's kind of freeing because we're not trying to be really either um either of them. Uh, and if anything, like I'll say, like it's the generation actually like a little bit younger than me that are really pushing boundaries in the city of just like. I'm like, oh, you, you look really dressed up right now for Edmonton, which is dope. Um, yeah. And it definitely, like, Edmonton itself is a big part of me. But funny enough, I wouldn't really say it's a big part of like my style, like my personal style.
0: Yeah. Which is, I mean, it makes a lot of sense too. Like, um, same for me. Like Colorado and Denver, not very doesn't have that much style to it really i mean it it, it gets, gets its influence from parts of california mostly because it is a little bit closer to there but at the same rate um it's not very like people just don't really care about how they dress and of course like as a person who lives in the times we live in now the beautiful thing is the ability to access all of these different um visual brands brands on the internet on on youtube on whatever whatever it may be and kind of connect with them in that way and kind of find our community that way which is super dope and like i mean i it's it's better it's better because of it i mean a small kid in kansas like it's just better for him to be able to connect with those things than to have to deal with sometimes the the judgment or the lack thereof of interest in the things that you really care about so um I want to ask you about the last kind of your last items. I picked up a hat, (laughs) as you know, (laughs) I'm a supporter. Talk to me. Like what's, what was the inspiration behind, behind the hats and, um, the, the, the lookbook, the editorial work that you guys did.
1: Um, our, our uniform series is essentially like our version of like a core collection. Mm. Um, and it directly references quite literally our neighborhood. Um, so even, like, the stuff on my hat, it looks like old signage or, like, honestly, the old, um like, staff tees that you would wear at, like, a local mom-and-pop restaurant, awesome. right? um And it lets me still kind of, like, be, like, keep things fresh and new because I can change it every season and, like, reference different kinds of local businesses. Um And all that That idea itself came from, like, me walking around, like, our neighborhood, like, our family studio, basically. Like, I'm currently in our kind of studio office yeah uh as that is in kind of Chinatown. Um and I'm always constantly just like taking random photos of like old signage it's like oh this looks the look of it is so classic yet like you can tell when they made that sign they didn't give a shit about like the design of it. <laughs> uh, but it just communicates what they are just like to the purest extent. Totally, right? totally totally uh, and to me that's if anything that's like the purest form of design. Uh, mm. So that's where all of that stuff came from. And then the scarves are actually a reissue of these long, oversized wool scarves uh, that are made by or they're from different like ateliers in Montreal, all deadstock wool fabrics. Wow! And that kind of came from uh, we originally dropped it I think holiday last year, and it's based on like the textured wool suiting of like jazz artists. Awesome. That we I call it Fabrice scarf because our co-founder Fab is like he's really known like we see him around walking around the city he has this like big ass scarf that's always, always. With him. like <laughs> like borderline like Lenny Kravitz <laughs> um, and like so that's when we were kind of like coming up with that as a it's gonna be Fabrice scarf because he makes sense um, so dope that was like the first drop of our fall season and the editorial just again, came together supernaturally. It's literally in or around like the happy ways and like different restaurants in our neighborhood. Um, Shade, who's on our team, both as like kind of like in the production and facilitation kind of side of things, um, has been kind of like wanting to pursue more like photography and kind of like more visually creative Mm -hmm. uh, efforts. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the first editorial she's put together for us. And this is some of my favorite imagery that we've made.
0: Yeah, it really pops like it really, like when I saw it, I was like, man, this, this is a brand that is 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 doing incredible work. I mean, for whatever reason, imagery and editorial and photography, like, it really does bring um, life to products. And you can really feel that essence of what the product is trying to do. I didn't know that I think it's even a cool uh, even a doper layer that you mentioned that you, the the typography is based off of like the surroundings of the, of the things that mm-hmm. you, that's super dope. Like you just kind of looking around and like seeing it and being inspired by it. So you are inspired by the things around you. That's super, super dope. Totally. Yeah.
1: And I'm, I'm excited for you to, to get the package. Cause like when you open it, um, part of our tags actually have like a little matchbook in it.
0: Oh, that's sweet.
1: And it has our, like our branding on it. And that's based from this like old vintage bar, like little matchbooks. Oh, so gold. dope. Stuff, um, so it's yeah, it's really. A, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about like the world building through design, but also yeah, through editorial through visuals mm-hmm. uh, because that's what lets us communicate through social media and just through like expanded like past our city borders essentially. Totally, of, like, totally. What we're about, how we approach things, how we see kind of like the world, right?
0: Totally, totally. And I want to ask you about the process of 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 having all these detailed elements within the the brand right I think for a lot of young creatives or just creatives in general one of the m- most valuable things about this podcast is learning and listening to other people's process because then you can implement it in your own way and you can learn and try things out and if you're in a funk maybe you can try some of the things so how how do you like what is the process for adding that matchbook or adding a, mm-hmm. a certain item to your uniform collection you know what I mean
1: Like where do we start? Um, I personally, I know I work like really erratically. Like my sister was in town like a couple weeks ago, and she was like doing some work in her studio, just hanging out. Um, She was like, "Ray, can you like calm down? Like you're like running around like crazy." I have like a marker and tucked in my hat, like scribbling a bunch of stuff. Um, But I think for me, it all comes down to trying to distill down to its purest form. Like, what story am I trying to tell? What's my concept here? how do I feel like personally, or like, what does the product kind of express, right? Mm. In the same way, it's almost kind of like birth. Um, and then from there, the design aspect comes in. It's like, okay, from a technical standpoint, how can I express this story in a way that makes sense with our manufacturing capabilities? That's, you know, is, uh, that works with our distribution network. And also, can I hit retail? What are the margins looking like? Mm. Uh, or, you know, kind of built into that story. Is it marketable? Is it going to resonate with people? That's kind of the questions I'm always constantly asking myself. Mm. Uh, and then if it checks enough of those boxes, that's when I'm kind of like, all right, cool. I'm going to like start mocking things up. I'm, you know, I'm sen- essentially hitting the keys on the laptop, trying to figure out what it actually looks. And then during that time, I'm probably already trying to think up of ideas for like content and like the editorial side. What is this going to look like in a photo shoot? Is there a video component? Is there some sort of like extra experiential element of like when we do release it? Can we do like a pop up party? Stuff like that. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And so what I'm hearing you say is that you kind of break it, you break down a good portion of it into one chunk. Like whether it be understanding the story it's going to tell, like you mentioned, understanding the marketability of it, understanding the kind of uh, logistics of it. Right. Of the project. And then once you have those things down, you begin to move into the next phase where you are kind of putting money towards the, the creation of it, essentially. And then you're starting to think about the content that's going to revolve around it, and, and you go from there. How long does that process typically take? You talked about six months before, or do, is it sometimes take longer? Is sometimes it shorter, depending on what it is?
1: It really depends on the nature of the project. Like obviously with the home goods, it's like the first kind of specific, laser focused collection that we've done in that product category. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, I like to take my time, you know, try and not have a rush. If it's something a little bit more straightforward like a hat or like a t-shirt or you know apparel based um that can happen as quick as like honestly like as a day or a week yeah. kind of thing mm. um we are fortunate enough to be in a position that at least like let's say you're getting blanks or figuring out like what kind of shape i want colors i can do that like it's pretty much integrated. so it's like you just kind of constantly just like can have that output at a really efficient fast pace yeah totally um, Basically, as fast as we can get. If I have an idea for a t-shirt, that can hit retail in three weeks. Yeah. Um, mm. But at the same time, you know, things take time, and I, there's no need to rush. If don't have
0: to. Totally, totally. The last question I kind of want to ask you about the uh, the brand. I'll call you tomorrow. Is what you your hopes are for the future, man? Like, I, th- mm-hmm. I think uh, you've been doing this since 2015. And, and there's a, a lot of you know time left for the brand and for you as a creative on this earth. What do, you, what do you kind of hope to accomplish or do or set to do in the next kind of five to 10 years?
1: The big question I've been asking myself lately has been, especially now that we're kind of somewhat stabilizing in terms of like the pandemic and things are starting somewhat to feel normal again. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I bring people that don't live in Edmonton or Alberta or Canada you know like yourself into kind of the world that is ICYT Mm -hmm. and like really envelop you uh, and give you that same ICYT experience um, as you would as like coming to one of our shows you know we hosted like a jazz show um, over this past summer that had like a coincided pop-up and stuff And it's like how do I give you that without just going to your city
0: right Um, yeah
1: and that's definitely something that I've kind of been like mulling over. It's like, oh, do I need to take like our DJs on tour basically and do a bunch <laughs> of like, rolling pop-ups. So that's something we're looking at um, as well as just kind of like really doubling down and affirming our, like what our vision of community is and how we define our community mm-hmm. our, in the best way possible, like within our city. So like we just are settling into this, our, our uh, design studio here, which is in like this art building in our downtown um we're also just kind of looking at a bunch of different kind of like endeavors so yeah awesome man kind of trying to keep growing but also staying true to what we are
0: of course and that's that's always going to be the main focus when, whenever you when, i know i to me i see yt should be you know it should be a very well-known name in the industry just because of i mean i might, I might be being a little bit generous thank but i love i love it i mean it's, it's very very dope like it's, it's it's underappreciated right now in my opinion which what you're doing okay. And, i'll say to
1: you like i really really appreciate the words and i can tell like even when i was like when we we're leading up to this like I, I could tell the sincerity and like the like genuineness no, in you thank you brother uh, thank you also the idea of like ev- like if everyone found out about me tomorrow that also scares the shit out of me. yeah that's, <laughs> like, that would be kind of
0: crazy <laughs> like
1: our whole fit like our orders and stuff and like you know the infrastructure we're, we're scaling up, but we're not built. Like we're not, we're no big, big brand. yet.
0: Totally. No totally.
1: Um, and also like, I'm like a, kind of like a, simple boy, so I'm like, I try not to not be like pretty low key. So,
0: no, I respect that. I'm, I am too, honestly. And, and trust me, you know, this podcast, we have some good, you know, um, uh, loyal listeners, but, um, we'll, we'll probably add a, a few, few more customers to your, to your okay. database. And that's, that's what it's about too. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you guys you guys if you guys haven't already just go go ahead and check out the instagram because i always say that and it's easy like to listen to the podcast of course but visually it's just to get a grasp on what i'm talking about you just look up on instagram i'll call you tomorrow in one succinct line and you'll find it there Um, the next section of the pod man i want to talk to you a little bit about your kind of personal life let's talk more about tomorrow works and i think that you know this section of the podcast is something that a lot of people have gotten value out of just because you know the people who know you who are going to listen to this it's going to be fun for them to listen to it but also just to realize like designers creatives brand owners marketers working people have normal lives like the normal ass people too you know what i'm saying like it's people, it's just people just people um but let's start with tomorrow works first because we're staying on the business side of things Give me one more definition of that cuz I'm trying to understand what all tomorrow works entails. What do you do for that on a weekend and week out basis?
1: Um tomorrow works is essentially everything that I would do for ICYT. Mm. So, design, product development, marketing strategy, content production for external clients.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, it's pretty quiet. Like we have we've been working on it behind the scenes for a while and we've only really started kind of like externally communicating and talking about it publicly mm. um, only for about, I want to say like four or five months, but we've been working on it for about like eight months to a year. Wow. Mm. Um, we have, I would say, like kind of a good handful of like five to seven clients that we already work with on a, a bunch of different kind of capacities. Um, and it's yeah, essentially just kind of like taking their ideas creating realities and kind of pushing
0: them forward right so basically kind of like a marketing essentially a marketing agency yeah like a marketing consulting consulting agency right so how are you procuring clients are you using are you leveraging uh, i'll call you tomorrow and what you're doing there to showcase the capabilities are you are you showcasing things on like that you did you know when you were working and doing your interns and things like that like how are you procuring
1: a little bit of everything i'd say um whether it's like people knowing me for the work I have done in the past, or like honestly, like hitting up companies that I know I would like do something cool for them. Um, and a lot of it is like people see the work we do through ICYT, whether yeah. it's like the visuals that are kind of like how to do a brand activation, how to do like anything within our umbrella. And they're like, how do how do we do it? Yeah, right?
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and it was, and it, that's kind of even the inception of Tomorrow Works is like essentially a lot of people would ask us, like, how do we do that? Or I want to, can you do something for us similar? Mm. Uh, and I never quite had the answer for it. And I was like, cool, I'll just make work. which is the like consulting agency. Super dope. That, you know, I can invoice you at the end
0: for it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot, especially when you're multi-talented, multi, like you have a lot of projects that you're doing. Something I'm doing as well, like, um, totally. early on in my brand, you know, I started this podcast as a way for me to talk to different creatives and to learn really for myself, but also to help. So other people who are starting their journey or who are in their journey. Right. So there's totally. totally value added for the listener and for myself. Right. And I always thought of this podcast as it's uh, kind of under the umbrella of my brand, Edward Joyner. But now that, you know, my other brand, personal brand Drew Joiner if you want to call it that has grown to the level that it has it's um really fascinating to see how you know if you have separate business ventures they begin to mold themselves into their very own kind of entity right like i no longer can really consider it uh the, under the same umbrella and for me, at least, it's been really fun to kind of see it develop as well. Like, I feel like it, as you guys continue to develop, you know, Tomorrow Works, it'll continue to become its kind of own thing where, oh, you work with so-and-so. Um, let's also get something going here because I know that you guys are reliable on that. And it will just kind of build from there, which is super dope. Oh, yeah. Man.
1: And it's like freeing, too. Like, obviously, like we, our team is very talented. And I, I always have a bunch of things going on. ICYT has a very specific vision mm-hmm. and tomorrow works because we work externally with a bunch of different clients. It lets us, you know, take on and express and even just try and do different, like different styles of design, different types of marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like continually pushes me individually I like a creative.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally.
1: And comfortable.
0: Totally. Totally. What sort of things you do for fun, man? What what do you what do, you do in, in your free time, brother? Like, what do you do for yeah. fun?
1: <laughs> um, I know it sounds super cheesy, man, but, like, work is fun to me. Like, for sure. I, like, I, I love what I do. I really live in free, like, creativity and, like, fashion. So that takes up most of my time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, my, like, free time, though, I mean, like, as much as possible. I try to spend as much time with, like, my friends and my family, um, but to like go out for food, really into like food, music, culture. Obviously, you can see that kind of like our work, mm-hmm. um, that and also just like I'm really into like fitness and wellness. So trying to awesome. like stay as like healthy as possible, like whatever that kind of like fluctuating definition is, yeah. Because uh, it kind of just helps me stay dialed in. I'm all about like routines and trying to stay in the pocket. Of course, because that's how I kind of keep keep the train on the railroad.
0: Of course, I mean, interestingly enough, fitness and, and wellness and Eating, you know, relatively good foods. Obviously, eating good foods is gonna f- make you a better, you know, for your brand. It's gonna keep you creative. Working out is gonna give you extra energy, endorphins, all those kind of things happen when you work out. And and you know, eating good food and, and enjoying culture that's 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 the crux of life, right there. That's exactly what everyone wants to be doing <laughs> and enjoying. So I don't, I I agree with you as also about the fact that. Sorry, I'm a little bit rusty today. Uh, I agree with you also about the fact that you know, not that work is so fun. Like, like I enjoy what I do so so much. It's it's hard for people to understand it, right? Um, because for a lot of people all over the world, work is something that you do for you know a means to an end, which is obviously a paycheck. And for creatives, and one of the biggest blessings and not to brag or not to say I'm better or anything just a an understanding and a realization of how fortunate and blessed the you are to create and to to experience and do the things that you enjoy and love week in and week out as your as your job it's like it's it's the more I kind of the more time I spend doing the things that I enjoy like the more I realize how privileged that is and um I can only imagine you probably feel the same how lucky you oh, feels to be able to like work exactly. and just enjoy it and like love it and like want to do more and want to grow and just yeah yeah
1: <laughs> I like I have to like I definitely try and check myself every now and then where you know let's say I'm like looking at my schedule for the day I'm like oh I got like so many calls and like where it's been like we, we've all had late nights and whatever and like wow this is getting a little like like you know you're kind of at your wits end mm-hmm. and then whenever that happens I just like have to get mad to check myself like I get to do this you know yeah. I'm very like you we're all very fortunate to be doing what we love and kind of like live the type of life that we live um so it's like oh I have like I get to do this I should never take it for granted mm-hmm. um, or the fact that you know someone can see our work and it resonates with them just through like a phone screen off of like an image that we made or like a design I made on like my laptop at three in the morning or something Uh, and they're paying like real money for it and i'm like that's the purest and dopest feeling that honestly i feel like i'm chasing that in all aspects of life
0: it's a crazy feeling that's what I, i literally when that same for me like when i sold some of the first items that I ever created and someone said I want to purchase this like it's insane it's it's really up there for me I would say cuz I played basketball like one of the best feelings for me is always going to be when I played and and being in games that were intense and like the energy around it but I'm so happy to have found that you know very comparable energy when when you create something which is really cool um let's see where do we want to go where are we going to go let's ask you about um what, what inspires you to keep going, man? Like, I think the inspiration question is really fun, like, to hear what gets people moving and, and ticking in, those kind of things.
1: Uh, I, I always just have to say it's like the people around me. Like, my, our core immediate team, my, they're my best friends. They're like the best people I know. They constantly just like push me to do better. Um, and I wouldn't be able to do it without them, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also just like meeting people like you, where it's like, I love talking about product. I love talking about like the creative process and getting ideas out. Mm-hmm. So like, at any point, if I can like get in a room and just like talk about that, like I leave it, just I leave that experience just like more energized and wanting to like, like I'm gonna probably after this call, I'm gonna like hit my laptop and just like try and come out with a bunch of stuff. It's yeah. like I'm having a great
0: time. You know, sweet. Yeah, it's it's uh the, that's the one of the best things about fashion too. Like the community aspect, talking to people like gets you going, and then also. We're in a huge moment, and this will always be the case when it comes to fashion, where the things that we perceive in our time, you know, whether they be going outside and seeing the restaurant signs or going going on Instagram and seeing, you know, fits that are recreated from the 90s or, or Y2K or whatever it may be, like, fashion builds off each other, and it just continues to inspire itself over and over and over again. It's perpetual in that way, which is, like, why I love it so much as well. Um Ray, man, the last couple questions I want to ask you before we conclude, uh, the first one being, you know, what is one thing that, you know, the people who listen to this podcast up until this point would have never known about you, never knew about you. They hadn't listened to this podcast. What is that one insight or nugget?
1: Um, hopefully after like listening to the podcast, it's like, they so will get the ideas. Like I'm not. I'm a lot nicer than I actually am, than what it looks like on the internet.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, a couple of people have pointed out, like, at least my personal ID is like, it's pretty bare bones. Um, <laughs> and I can be a little, like, at least surface level, sometimes a little intimidating, but like, yo, know, if you talk to me, I'm like pretty laid back, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That, um, and that there's like cool stuff in like Edmonton and Alberta. Like, Canada as a whole, but also specifically in, like, kind of uh, secondary and tertiary markets, and like those smaller cities. Yeah, Super come to Edmonton.
0: I want to come to Edmonton. I want to go to Vancouver. I want to go to Toronto. I need to do oh, a whole Canada tour. Like, it's, it's beyond like, the
1: garment, like, Canadian, like, podcast tour. Let's do it. Let's do
0: you it, know. man. That would be uh, insane.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll come out to, like, Van, give you the red carpet down here in, like, Edmonton. That'd be we'll sweet. go to Calgary
0: oh i'd love to bro i'd love to <laughs> last question i want to ask you which i should have asked early on i forgot tell me what's the eight ball about on the ig bro i forgot to mention this early on i'm I'm kicking myself what does what the eight ball represent uh
1: yo honestly i wish i had like a cool deep story about the eight ball but i just think it looks cool like
0: nice. that's <laughs> it's good on their
1: profile um i also you can't really see but i have a ton of tattoos and i also have like an eight ball tattoo on my arm oh, okay um it just kind of like always kind of stuck it's a cool image um a lot of people really like a lot of people think it's like my personal like logo or something yeah. i'm like I don't know, it's really just a photo of an eight ball i found on me <laughs> <laughs> super <Yeah>. dope <laughs>
0: now where can people where can people find out about your brand tomorrow works and, and i'll call you tomorrow how, how can they connect with you where what are the ads uh, and whatnot
1: that's where like you said on instagram uh, i'll call you tomorrow just exactly how it sounds um all online line tomorrow works as well uh, and then my personal account is uh rayland mendoza r-a-e-l-a-n-d-m-e-n-d-o-z-a
0: cool super good to have you on the podcast man it was it was a pleasure yeah. talking to you and i cannot wait for my hat to come in it'll be <laughs> in the pickups video i'm super excited bro <laughs> well, uh,
1: definitely have to stay in contact
0: for sure i'll I'll be a fan for a while. You you, you can count on that. <laughs> Boom. Just like that. That was Raylan Mendoza of the brand. I'll call you tomorrow. I see YT. And Tomorrow Works is the advertising consulting agency, as you would know if you listen to the entire podcast. And if you did, thank you. Thank you so much for actually listening to this entirety, the entirety of the episode. Let's get into the post podcast analysis where we break down some of the things that I took away from this conversation and maybe some of the things that you can take away as well. So one of the things I want to point out first and foremost in the post podcast analysis is when I was having the conversation with Ray and we were talking about the brand and he was talking about the origin of the brand and how it started in 2015. That really um, was something that caught my attention. You know, I could have maybe done a little bit more research and scrolled all the way to the bottom of their Instagram and things like that. But I didn't really have a frame of reference besides, you know, their follower count and maybe just how you know much engagement their post got on their recent you know collection. And to hear him say that it started in 2015 was something that really struck a really big chord with me that a lot of people, I think, need to understand, which is this idea of patience. Whenever you're growing something and by patience, I mean patience in believing in what you do, patience in trusting the process, patience in even if it's been seven years, even if it's been eight, nine, ten years and you're on your journey and you believe in what you're doing continue on that path. And that's like a huge thing. I'm always going to talk about mentality stuff because when it comes down to it, the sewing techniques, the marketing techniques, the brand visuals, those things are are easy to learn as long as you continue along the path and you continue to believe and have patience in what you do. And so I see YT, I see it as a brand that is very, very much so underappreciated, needs much more love. But I also I see it as a brand that's persevered that maybe had a little bit of ups and downs. And, you know, the fact that, you know, ray and his cast and his crew they had different moments in their lives and they all come back together and now they're working on something that they love again and that can that's that's awesome you know what i mean your journey isn't um going to be the picture perfect journey like hollywood or like tv or media would like you to believe it's gonna have ups it's gonna have downs overall you have to have patience you have to persevere and that's something that I feel like wasn't talked about necessarily in the actual pod, but it's something I definitely got from it after listening to his story and listening to the kind of inception of the brand. Next, I thought about the fact that Raylan and ICYT are coming out with incense, and just that product in and of itself for a brand that you know isn't very widely known is a differentiator. And for you, whatever you create, whether it be art or stickers or bags or whatever, you have to find your differentiator. And that's something that I'm constantly looking for when I'm creating content. I'm constantly looking for when I'm also creating products for my brand. And I'm constantly looking for, you know, when it comes to engaging with the community of fashion or of whatever, right? Like a differentiator for someone like myself who creates content and who creates product. But most you know, we're talking about content here for a second. One of the things I feel like I the way I differentiate myself from other creators is I respond that you know, 99.9% of DMs and comments and people will be shocked by the fact that I respond and will answer to their comments and answer to their DMs. And hopefully it allows them to know that I actually really care about their comments because it's not something that I just do to do. I do it because I understand the value of actually being able to connect with Someone who creates content around something that you enjoy and having that conversation, right? And hopefully, that's one of the things I want to do more so with this podcast as well. Like, how do I create a conversation around it? Because you guys are listening and you're listening from wherever you are. You might be in your car. You might be walking your dog or you might be just walking or listening in your room or whatever, but how do I actually have that conversation with you? And I I think about that all the time. Like, and one of the ways is of course is going to be, hopefully be the discord that'll come out. Hopefully this month, this month is going to be so busy for me. Hopefully I can get it done. Um, I want to get it done. I want to get it done within at least the first couple of weeks in November, but this is a digression, but, Overall, those are kind of the two things I learned, patience and how do you differentiate yourself. And I feel like even though this is a smaller brand, it's still a fantastic brand. And there's so many of these brands all across the world. So try to look for these brands in your local communities and in your in your country, whether you be a Canadian or a Mexican or a uh, Colombian or a Frenchman or a French woman or wherever you're from. Try to look for these local shops and brands so that you can really engage in that community and grow um, with the people around you. I mean, the Internet is powerful and it's beautiful, but uh, so is community in real life as well. So thank you for tuning into this podcast. I appreciate you a ton. If you got any value out of it, give it a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Like I've been saying, you can at me on Twitter at Drew Drew E. -E joiner D-R-E-W-E-J-O-I-N-E-R, and I'll respond. Like I said, I'm trying to engage more on Twitter and different places and just have these conversations with you guys. So engage, engage, engage. I love to talk to you guys. So other than that, hopefully you have a wonderful rest of your day. I'll see you guys next week. beast Hasta la vista, baby. <laughs>